Be free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller, and I'm here today with Monica Steely. Hi. <laughs> And Sarah Cody. Hello. And uh, we are starting a brand new series today called Be Bold and Conquer. We're really excited about this one. We just finished Be Well and Thrive, and we were so honored to have Tracy Hurst visit us um, and talk about depression and what it means to be well and thrive and um, emotional and mental health. It was an excellent series. I love it. I can already tell that one's going to be one of my favorites when we go back. Um, and this week, uh, this new series, Be Bold and Conquer, we're so excited about. We're going to um, spend some time today telling some personal stories about what it means to be bold and conquer. And then over the next two weeks, we're going to have some guest speakers. We're not going to give it away just yet, but we're very, very excited about some of the people that we have that are going to be talking with us. So um, I have a quote from Robert Frost, actually, that I wanted to read before we start being okay. bold and conquer because it's just so perfect for us. It says, freedom lies in being bold, <sighs> which is so great for us because we're all about being free. And so boldness Which is a hard concept for like an introvert to consider, like freedom lies in being bold yeah. and someone that is not naturally a... Does, someone who doesn't feel like they're a bold person mm-hmm. would not right. think that that's true. Right. Even though it really that's our, that should be our sticky statement this week. Yeah, I think Ooh, that's, that's a great idea. idea. Mm-hmm. Make a note, Monica. Note to self. Okay. Also, uh, I have a, a scripture for us. And I, I picked this one, and I think Monica also picked it. I have a feeling it's going to be just like a reoccurring <laughs> theme for this series. <laughs> yeah. It's Romans 8.37, and the NIV says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Mm -hmm. And after doing the week on depression, um, or the series, I mean, it was a lot uh, on depression. I think that this this series coming right after that is going to be so important for us because... You know, we've we've kind of talked about what the issues are now, mm-hmm. and now we're going to talk about how we can boldly conquer those issues. Right. And so I hope that this series for our listeners is something so encouraging and uplifting and something that's just going to inspire you to just take it on. You know, with Christ's help, we can really accomplish anything. Can right. I feel empowered? Yeah. Empowered mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So I have some questions for you guys. I want to poke you a little bit and get some Ooh. stories out of you. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, so what does boldness boldness look like to you? Um, Okay, so for me, because I am not a naturally vocal, speak my mind, um, put it all out there kind of person, boldness to me looks like having the strength to face... um, not, Not just difficult situations, but difficult conversations or stating you know, your needs, like just being, having, being open to put it out there, Yeah, which yeah. is at least for me personally, a harder thing for, to do. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? I'm totally mad right now because we were just talking about how we had to be bold. And I remember that the true meaning of bold was different from what we were thinking mm-hmm. it was like yes. speaking up, 
We'll talk know, a little bit about that week four. Yourself, mm-hmm. You know, cause that's what I think of boldness. Like she's so bold, like she's yeah. so daring and confident and vocal and she's not afraid. And, right. You know, that's, that's, I think that's just what you think of. Right. Right. Yeah. And then we, what we discovered, cause the Greek word, right. was parousia uh-huh. and that it actually meant speaking plainly. Yeah. Yeah. Just simply. Yeah. Truthfully. Like kind of being truthful. <laughs> and so, and I think that's so important that you say that because, um, what boldness really means is not really a confrontational thing mm-hmm. so much. Right. Not aggressive. Yeah. Not so much of an aggressive thing, but, um, just a willfulness. Mm-hmm. Right. I think of someone who just speaks honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, you always know that she's being honest, whether it's about emotion or situation and simply like, it's not hidden with all these words and yeah. innuendo behind meanings. Yeah. Or passive aggressiveness, right? Like right. someone right. who can just speak plainly, speak simply, speak honestly, like that's someone who's bold. Cause I remember when we talked about that, like it seemed so beautiful to me right. when you really broke it down and decided what bold really looked like. Yeah. It's so, because I think oftentimes women that are bold are often, um, intimidating Mm -hmm. or confrontational and argumentative, Mm -hmm. you know, loud. And I, that we had discovered that it was the opposite of that. And I would just, that there was freedom in that for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's going to be really interesting about this series is that I think when we talk, when we talk about boldness, I think we, a lot of times think about it in reference to another person Mm -hmm. being bold to confront someone Mm -hmm. or being bold to share your faith or being bold to stand up for what you believe in. Um, but what about in your own personal life? Like someone who's, who needs to conquer depression, how can they boldly do that? How can they boldly go about conquering things in their own lives that maybe don't have so much to do with other people as they do within themselves? Right. I mean, that's a tough question, right? Because if we're looking at it from a different perspective, I think people who probably struggle with depression or struggle with things like we're going to talk about through this series, life situations, you don't think of yourself as bold because you Mm -hmm. are more of a victim or you're Mm -hmm. more of a person that's in a place that has no confidence. Um, And so I think just even speaking to myself that I would encourage all the listeners who may be struggling to think of boldness as just being a moment of honesty with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the first bold move is just to be honest and to say, because I can remember when I was struggling and I I went in and I looked at a doctor and said, okay, here's the deal. I'm either depressed or there's something wrong with me. Like I just gotten to a point where I had to just come to terms with the fact that maybe this really is depression and I just didn't know what it looked like, but I had to be able to deal with it instead of just constantly being in denial of it. And it really wasn't true depression. I mean, it was depressive issues I was having because of a medical condition, but I had to get to that point where I could just say, Hey, there's something something going on and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. I can come to you and openly say, be vulnerable. Maybe that's the word, be vulnerable enough to really say what's going on. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the meanings of that word bold parousia is free and fearless confidence and cheerful courage. And so for somebody who is struggling like with depression, I think having the confidence and the courage to schedule a counseling appointment or Mm -hmm. to go see a doctor or whatever that first step is. So like in any situation um, that you're dealing with, when you press into God and ask God to show you like how to get out of that, whatever that first step is that will seem easy for everyone else, mm-hmm. but for you is really difficult. That's where, that's the bold thing to do. Absolutely. You know, whether it's telling your husband, okay, here's, 
here's how I really feel and here's my needs and right. having the courage to just plainly state it instead of hiding it under in ambiguity or expecting him to read your mind. That's the bold thing. Or, right. you know, in dealing with a situation at school with a teacher, whatever the case may be, that really hard thing is probably the bold thing. It's Absolutely. the vulnerable thing. And the I was vulnerable thing you're thinking because mm-hmm. you're like, as we press into God, but sometimes I think the first step is even talking to God about it be- and not true. being the doer, right? Because yeah. if I was doing everything right, if I was exactly who I was supposed to be, if I was spiritual enough, if I was whatever, I shouldn't be having any of these feelings that I'm having to begin right. with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God wants me to persevere. And it, we have that whole doer's mentality of what the perfect Christian woman should right. look like. And then when we have actual struggles, we think there's something wrong with us right. for struggling with them. And it can be anything. I mean, it could be something that has to do with an emotional um, wellness, or it could be, you know, like you were talking about even going in and talking to your your kid's teacher. I mean, it could be anything, but going to God first yeah. right. and saying, Hey, I'm dealing with this and I need mm-hmm. to come to you and I need us to talk about it. And to know that he is our Abba father. He loves us. Mm-hmm. He's not going to think less of us. Right. He's going to walk that with us. I think that is almost something I think we skip. I think we totally. worry more about people than we do about God. And so we oftentimes go after the people resolution before right. we go after the God resolution yeah, or even just opening up the God communication. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, like what you said about acknowledging what is the problem, because I think that we go, we go so long, Mm -hmm. like, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. And we don't ever get to that place where we're like, I'm not fine. Mm -hmm. And there's something wrong. And I've got to acknowledge it first to myself, acknowledge Mm -hmm. it to God. And then we can move forward and take that next bold step Mm and acknowledging it to other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, was there a time when you guys experienced a lack of boldness when you desperately needed it? And how did you get through? Wow. Um, there's probably a much better example than this, but this is the first thing that comes to my mind. It's just, um, like I alluded to before, spending years not plainly stating how I felt about things. And, um, spending most of my life feeling like my emotions and responses to situations were wrong. And mm-hmm. so I would never just allow myself to feel the way I felt. And so there were a lot of times where, um, I just, I, my, my needs weren't met. My feelings weren't acknowledged. I never felt heard. I blamed the other person for that because I didn't have the freedom or the boldness to just say, this is how I feel about it. It's not right or wrong. It's just how I feel. Um, and it has not been until like the last five to 10 years that I have really worked on growing and changing in that area for my own self. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? I would say, um, I'm sitting here over racking my brain, right? Something simple. But I think that I have always been a very, what we would normally think of as a bold person. I'm, you know, I know you do not relate with this at all, Amber. I, know. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I know about. you cannot even understand what I'm talking about. Um, but I was, I've always been very expressive and opinionated and vocal, yeah, vocal, passionate, passionate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it can be passionate about God. It can be passionate about politics, passionate about what I'm doing, how I'm choosing Theology. to live my life. Yeah, that's right. It can be. <laughs> anything. Um, and I think 
without knowing that I was understanding what real boldness was, Mm -hmm. um, God just kind of took me through a thing where I was just not happy. Like I was, I had all this passion, but there was no fulfillment from it. And I think I had to have a real bold conversation with myself Mm -hmm. and just say, Hey, something's missing. And I had gotten to a point where I had this critical eye about everything around me, but that was because I was critical even of myself, and I felt like the world was critical of me. And I think I just had to be bold enough to say, hey, this isn't this isn't what God was talking about. This mm-hmm. isn't what he, he doesn't want me to be offensive. He doesn't want me to cause, you know, splits and um, divisiveness between people. And um, words should bring people together in the right. end, right? I mean, they may not always be comfortable, but they, you know, we want to work on reconciliation and bringing the church and the people together. So for me, I think I had to learn to have a, a truthful, plain, simple, honest conversation with myself yeah. that God is truthful, plain, simple, and honest. Mm-hmm. And my life was not plain, truthful, simple, and honest. It right. was, it was much more than that. And it was difficult. And it wasn't peace filled. Right. And I had to learn to, as the beauty thing, right? right. The, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Lord. And that really spoke to me. For me, the boldness was learning how to be more gentle and to be more quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and not Which was the hard thing. Which was like the hard thing. Like doing the hard thing that's was right. the bold thing. Yeah. Had to do the hard thing. But it totally has been worth it. And I think that's going to be something I work on my entire life. I think, well, I think <laughs> we all have this. Yeah. Well, and some more than others. <laughs> here's, here's a really like lame example, but it's a symptom of a bigger issue that I think a lot of people can identify with. Like I spent so much time in my life, not sending back orders that got wrong at restaurants, mm-hmm. not telling doctors, you know, like, no, Hey, listen, like you didn't hear what I said. Like, I really want you to hear it. Like, I never felt, I felt like I was inconveniencing other people by not just doing what was right for me or right. whatever. And so, and that was, those are little tiny examples of a much deeper root issue. That's right. mm-hmm. And so, um, I just would say, examine that. Yeah. Well, I even with, with Rye, cause Rye's a lot like me. Um, I'm having to have conversations with him now where I, you know, and like, don't be so critical of others. Don't be so critical of yourself. Be able to make mistakes and not think that God or your father and I are mad at you or are turning our backs on you. Because I can see that same, like he's willing to stand on something that he feels is so dogmatically the truth. Um, but there's very, he, you know, he has a harder time with grace. He has mm-hmm. a harder time with mercy. He has a harder time with forgiveness and and empathy. And so I am trying to work with him in that. And it's hard Mm -hmm. because his natural bent is like you, not to inconvenience other people. It's for him, you know, just saying how his mind's eye sees something and it can be really strong and bold and in the way of offensiveness. And so it's, it's weird to kind of see my son in me recognizing that pattern. Mm -hmm. I think too, um, like kind of what Monica was saying in what you were saying as well, just like the freedom that comes from being bold, mm-hmm. like the quote from Robert Frost. Um, it's so important to speak these things plainly. And I really have on my mind people who suffer from abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's really common if you've, if you've been, ver- I, I was verbally abused in high school. And um, like, I remember thinking, like there's something wrong with me. I right. should, and I'm a very quote bold person. Like I'm right. very vocal. I'm very passionate, 
But even someone like me, when you're being told certain things, Mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, I can't speak this plainly because it's really my fault or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's going to hurt me in the future. All of these things. And so I would encourage people who are dealing with any kind of abuse. I mean, the spectrum. I think that boldness is something that they could really, really cling to to potentially start the process of getting out. Right. Yep. Right. To be free. To be free. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Tell us about a time when you had supernatural boldness to conquer a difficult situation. Wow. (laughs) Crazy. Okay. I'm chuckling. I don't... Super Probably because I'm uncomfortable no. talking about it. Laugh, Monica? That was an awkward laugh. Um, okay, so God, God <laughs> gave me supernatural boldness when I had to have a really difficult conversation with someone that I love one time, and um, it was you know I mean as we've all established over these past low these many months, I'm very non-confrontational. <laughs> I, I like to keep peace more than make it. Um, I like to just avoid hard conversations and, um, confrontations. And so, um, but there was just, there was an incident where I just felt like God was telling me in love, like it took so, there was so much prayer involved and in love, have this hard conversation with this person. And it, I was not courageous. I didn't feel brave. I didn't feel fearless. I was like shaking on the inside, but it was a supernatural boldness to just plainly speak and it was wrapped in love. And as I look back on that, I don't know how I was able to do it outside of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Absolutely. And right. for me, like I would have to say, it's so that it's almost the opposite. It's the courage to be quiet, the courage to quit thinking that um, I'm going to change people instead of letting God change people Mm, and to have a soft answer. Um, So I don't know that I have like one in particular Mm -hmm. answer to that, a supernatural boldness, but I would say that where I am and where I have come to is truly only because of supernatural intervention. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit working in me, being able to allow me to capture my words before they come out of my mouth Mm -hmm. um, or to be very sensitive when the words come out, if I've been offensive, to be willing to go and make things right with that person. Yeah. Um, how to, you know, not to always try to have all the answers. It's hard sometimes because um, when you're gifted to be able to see things and, and have input on things, you you want to, like, carry that torch and yeah. let everybody know what you're thinking. And, you know, but sometimes, like, I think that's that's just what God has taught me that being quiet sometimes allows him to do the work instead of me doing the work for him. Mm. And he can do it so much better than I can. That, that would be what I would say. My, my biggest um, thing is the other thing I would say though, in boldness is not uh, my friend Mandy and I, and she's going to be a guest with us um, next week, but we were talking on the way up here about standing up for things that you may believe are right that maybe culturally or in your traditional religion are against the grain and being willing to um, be bold enough, not loud, but mm-hmm. in a simple, plain way, still stand for what you believe yeah. mm-hmm. is right. And I think that is something that um, God taught me to do at a young age. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What does conquering look like to you? Conquering to me looks like um, not giving the devil the keys to the shackles that keep me in the valley. Amen. Mm. What does that mean? Um, explain. So <laughs> let me try to explain <laughs> what I'm seeing in my mind. Um, so I did a talk recently where I talked about how this valley, I have spent most of my life in this valley of like self-doubt and insecurity, feeling like a dog on a leash in a yard. And um, conquering to me looks like choosing to allow Christ to free me mm-hmm. instead of choosing to allow the chains to keep me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Choosing to allow Christ I'm, to free to write that you. Down, right? Please write that down. <laughs> Instead of allowing the chains to keep you. <gasps> like it. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, write that down. Um, but all of that comes, I mean, that's not a, okay, so for me at least, and my theology could be off here, but for me at least, that doesn't mean sitting on the leash and waiting that's right. for Jesus to come do it because he's already done it. That's right. It's me picking up the keys and unlocking myself. Right. Because he's provided all the tools that I would need. And so it's being bold and saying, what is the hardest thing for me to do right now to get free and taking that step. Mm -hmm. And I think, but I think that that goes back to the whole thing about what be still be free is about is that the blueprint is there for us. We just have to be willing to walk in it and and understand it a little bit more and i think so many of us are paralyzed you know i was i was created this way i'm gifted this way this is my weakness this was the lot i had to carry this is what god allowed to happen to me how how much could god love me if he allowed this to happen to me mm-hmm. um you know and that just right. snowballs and i would argue to say that's because we are not picking up the power that was given to us at the cross mm-hmm. um because we can't be more loved we can't be more saved we can't be more of anything that god has to give to us than at the moment that he died for us mm-hmm. there is no more love there is there's nothing that we can do we're not loved less we're not loved more just because of our circumstances but i would argue that satan would love for us to be paralyzed yeah um sitting at the foot of the cross as if the death never even occurred yeah. mm-hmm. waiting for it, you know? And I think that there, there's a lot of truth to that. Like we have to be willing, you know, we say the grass is green where you water it, right? right? We have to be willing to water the grass yeah. Yeah. And, and not wait for Jesus to water the grass all the time. It's, he's in us already. He is there with us. We have to decide to get up and yeah. walk with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use this analogy of like a buffet, like you go to an all you can eat buffet and mm-hmm. it's get up, fill your plate as much as you want, eat as much as you want, go back for seconds or thirds or fourths. And it's, it's not even three ninety nine. it's totally free. But sometimes <laughs> we sit with our pretty dresses and our pumps and our pearls. And we are at a table with white linen cloths in China and we're waiting for the silver platter to come. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, go get whatever you need. It's there. Go get it. Go get it. It's all right here. Mm-hmm. There's no more, there's no more to be done because it's already there. Right. Yeah. And then it's just putting on the truths, you know, it's putting on the things we talk about, Mm -hmm. the image of Christ and the image of Christ. He's free Mm -hmm. and he suffered greatly, right? But he is still free. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what he wants for us. So I think that's what in doing the be bold and conquer week is about learn to be a conqueror, Mm -hmm. learn to learn to be triumphant. And, you know, for me, what does that look like? I would have said the exact same thing for me. It was, 
learning to, to change the way I thought, learning yeah. to being willing to learn, being right. willing to change, be willing to go through the valley in order to get to the mountaintop. Yeah, absolutely. How does being still tie into being bold? I'm conquering? so glad you asked Amber. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, really. I just, I just had a conversation with someone about this this weekend and how, there's a situation that this person has been struggling with. It's kind of like their valley, their their mm-hmm. chain and their yard that they've been stuck in. And um, I kept saying, like, you've got to just go be still and you've got to go be still. And they weren't sure how to do it and they weren't sure what it meant. And we kind of kept talking and funneled down that this person has a completely wrong perspective of who God is. Mm-hmm. They see God as this taskmaster of you responded wrong to that situation. Check. Right. Like you reacted yeah. wrong. You said this and that God is keeping a tally of all the things that they did wrong. And I said, the whole Mm -hmm. point of being still is to know God. Your perception of who God is is wrong, and that's why you need to be still. You don't need to be still to get an answer or to problem solve Mm -hmm. or to figure out even what the step is yet. You need to be still to know Mm -hmm. God because you don't know who he really is right now. Yeah, And and once we fully, I mean, we won't. It'll be a lifetime journey of fully discovering who God is. But once we start to grasp the truth of who God and who Christ is, that will start bringing the freedom and the conquering. Mm-hmm. And there's there's even boldness in that, right? Just being willing to to be simple enough to learn who God is, to know God. And I think sometimes when we get stuck in the valley, we're so busy talking to ourselves about it. We're so busy being emotional about mm-hmm. it. We're so busy trying to figure it out. We're right. Right, so busy at trying to figure out what the next step is going to be or grieving that we're there that you know we just get stuck and we're not you think oh i'm being still i've been in this valley for forever but your your spirit is not still right Mm. your your mind is not open to godly things because it's so filled with the fleshly things of what you're feeling and experiencing and there is a significant difference in that right and i would argue that if you are willing to sit still enough to hear the voice of god to feel the message he's trying to tell you on the inside, you will feel it and you will know what direction Mm. he wants you to go in. And if you start going in a direction, it's not the direction he wants you to go. He'll tell you that. But sometimes we're like, we're sitting at the table waiting for the silver platter and we're never willing to get up and walk anywhere. We have to be willing to walk and it might be just walking towards Jesus right now, walking towards getting in the word and figuring out what you're supposed to be doing. But we've got to be part of the solution. Absolutely. What advice would you give to, if you could tell them one thing, you know, someone who's struggling with something, who's in desperate need to conquer an obstacle in their life, what would you tell them? The first thing I would say is just the truth of the matter. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. He tells us that we are more than conquerors. And if you read Romans 8, it is a full um, passage of many inspirational mm-hmm. uh, verses, um, you know, working all things together for good those who love the lord we are more than conquerors um through him who loved us and i I love that right it all comes back to the love thing we really can buy into that god is love it's who he is it's what he is it's not an attribute of him so in his love we can experience all of these things we just have to have a proper understanding Hmm. of who he is right and that starts with being still yeah exactly absolutely 
Well, thank you ladies so much for your incredible input. It's been an awesome week. I cannot wait for next week. I can't either. Um, oh my gosh, everyone, I'm so make sure to tune in to next week. Uh, we have a very special guest that'll be joining us. Uh, it's going to be incredible. So make sure that you tune in. Thank you so much, Monica and Sarah. Thank you, Amber. And uh, we'd also like to thank our producer, <gasps> the Michael Stoltzfus. Incomparable Michael Stoltzfus. Um, thank you so much, Michael, for everything that you do. Um, I'm Amber Miller. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Sarah, would you pray us out today? Absolutely. Thank you, Lord, for this time to just come before you and so many of our friends and talk about being bold and conquering, Lord, because we know that you do not want us to be paralyzed in our life circumstances. Um, life circumstances can be so hard, but you want to use those circumstances to bring freedom inside and through us um, so that we can be a light for other people about who you are and about how loving you are. Lord, I pray that you would just be with our listeners. If there's someone who's struggling, that you would let them know that they are loved and comforted, that you would let them know that you are there, that you are walking with them. Lord, that you will bring them back to listen more in the weeks to come. Lord, I just pray that you will keep um, keep us all near and dear to you. Keep us all safe. We pray all these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com. Thank you.